Hey everybody, it's Doug and Renee and welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Each episode is designed to encourage, uplift, and motivate you to thrive in your marriage and single life. Be blessed. We're back. Yes, we are. Hello, hello, hello. We're bigger and badder than ever. I was trying to think of the whole $6 million. I don't know what he was trying to think The $6 million, we can rebuild him. He's bigger, badder. We can rebuild. I'll I'll get it next week. $6 million. Google it for for all you young people out there. Anywho. The $6 million man. It wasn't $6 million. It was the $6 million man. Was it $6 million man? Was that the name of the show? The that bionic was, man. Was, that was the, the bionic no, it was man. the bionic woman. It was a six million dollar man. Can okay, we can, okay. can we right. get to the business ahead? Yeah, hand? the business ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all see what I y'all see what I'm dealing with on a sorry. on a regular basis? Sorry. I'm, I'm like, let's let's just let's just flow. Let's just go. Let's you get it started. To flow with me. Let's do what we came to do. You, you the bionic woman. I'm the six million dollar man. Welcome back to the podcast, y'all. Hey everybody. We are still talking about and picking up where we left off with uh, our topic. Nourish. Your marriage. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes part of nourishing your marriage is just letting your spouse be who they are. Um, And sometimes just understanding them (laughs) and respecting who they are. because sometimes I just want to dive right in and, you know, let's get to the meat of the oh, meat of the conversation. Respecting who they are. And Doug wants to banter and do his little talk about this. Talk. I like, no, let's just go. I'm ready to go. But sometimes you got the flow with your spouse. Before you can go. Before you can with go. With your spouse. Well, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you you have to flow with your spouse in order to go with your spouse. Nah, you, we we've gone some places and we weren't flowing. Well, sometimes we <laughs> we wasn't flowing. But to God be the glory, somebody is still getting something yeah. out of it. Lord and, knows we've gone some places where we wasn't flowing in the car. No. Not like that. And we no. showed up, got out the car. Hey, hey, hey! How y'all doing? And we like, we good. And, bus- <laughs> and, and in our head, we like, this person right here just oh getting goodness. on my nerves. I don't want to be with them. And yeah, nourish, that part. Nourish your marriage. Nourish your marriage mm-hmm. means respecting who your spouse is, their personality, and what makes them them. I'm going to hit them with ages thing. I can't even think of it. Know me, know me and love me and accept me for who I am. There you go. Shout out to my cousin, Adrian. Yeah. Yes. Accepting your spouse for who they are. That yes. is part of nourishing your marriage. But I think... And stop trying to change them. The thing about that, her first her first thing is know me. Know me. And then love me and mm-hmm. then accept me for who I am. And I like the order of that because you have to get to know your spouse. Yeah. How can you nourish them... If you don't know them, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times, I dare say, ninety nine point nine percent of marriages you do not know your spouse. 
You think you know them. You know them on the surface. Marriage is you're getting to know that person throughout your marriage Mm -hmm. because there are things that you went through during the time that you first met, you dated, you courted, you know, you saw each other. You did not know everything there is to know. And the reality of it is we going on 36 years of marriage. We don't know everything there is to know about each other because sometimes we don't even know ourselves. Yeah. We have some things that are so deeply embedded in us that happened to us as our child. And then something will happen that triggers a reaction that, wow, I didn't know I felt that Mm -hmm. way. And so if you didn't know, then chances are your spouse didn't know either. And I think that's so important to know your spouse, get to know them in order to effectively nourish them. And not just from your past, but we don't know what what's coming in the future. Yes. We're in our mid-50s. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when I hit 54. I don't know. Right. I, what I like at 53, I may not like at 54. Right. So I change, which means you have to change, which means you're going to have to figure out how to nourish me a little differently. Oh, yeah, mama. So all those things... <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's keep this podcast moving. I, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But things change. So that that's part of sorry, that's part of growing and nourishing your spouse. Yes. We didn't know I'll use myself as an example. We didn't know that I in twenty fourteen I was gonna be diagnosed with breast cancer. We didn't know um the the challenges of a health uh, scare. Mm-hmm. We didn't know. So the, like Doug said, there are some things you don't know coming down the pike. So you're constantly learning your spouse and, you know, being reintroduced mm-hmm. to your spouse as they go through changes. Mm-hmm. Um, me being a middle-aged, I guess you could say middle-aged now, middle-aged woman, um, going through the change of life. That's different for us. So now yes. we have to yes. get to know each other yes. again. And you don't have to emphasize the yes. In a, in a more cooler way. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> let's let's keep the house cool. Let's keep this fan on. Because I'm having a personal summer that you just need to just put on some more clothes right now. Or blanket and keep it moving. Because your girl is hot. Yes. And we need to make it cold up in here, up in here. Up in here, up in here. Yes. And that's part of nourishing your Mm -hmm. spouse. Um, I think we're still on topic even though we are off notes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm kind of sort of off notes. um, But I think it's important to know your spouse. And... I forgot where I was going to go with it's that. It's important to know your spouse and, because if not, we can go to reciprocity. Um, yeah, because I think we talked a little bit last week about reaping and sowing, that scripture that we read in... Psalms? S- Proverbs? Yes, in Proverbs. And we were talking about... Um, <laughs> they could see your a, hands. A, <laughs> <laughs> that a, uh, a generous soul... Is is that waters gets water a mm-hmm. liberal soul liberal, um, and that's really talking about reaping and sowing. You know, if you're generous, then you'll get back in return what you give. But we talked about last week making sure 
that the intent of your heart is pure. You're mm-hmm. not doing something because, oh, I'm going to do this because I want something in return. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it works. You do something because it's the right thing to do and because you want to be a blessing to your spouse. And in return, God's going to honor that. Yes. And he'll use your spouse to meet your need, to help you, to feed and pour back into you. And that's how you both get, it's a win-win situation. That's how you I, both get um, out of it what you need out of it. I just want to clarify or interject. God will use your spouse to help you meet or meet your marital need. Because there are some needs mm-hmm. that you may have that your spouse cannot meet. Yes. I'm yeah, definitely so talking I just about marital. To, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, we learned a long time ago. In our relationship, um, I wouldn't say early on, but it's been some time that there were certain things that I was expecting from you and you so eloquently and so nicely, really he didn't, um, (laughs) say to me, I'm not God. Um, And, you know, at first that kind of stung, but it was keeping it real with me so that I could recognize there are just some things that... Only God can give you. Exactly. And on, there are some needs that only God can meet. But maritally, there are things, responsibilities that your spouse um, should, be, should be doing. Just like Prego. It's in there. It, it's, in, it's in there, and they, and they got it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to just do your part, and God will bring that out of them, the part that they're supposed to do. Yes, Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if you invest very little energy and time in your marriage, then that's what you're going to get. If you don't put effort in, how are you expecting your spouse to do something you're not even willing to do? Some people, they are spoiled mm-hmm. and they just want, want, want. Want, want, want. Like, you know, they want to just get their way. But are you sometimes being selfless and allowing your spouse to get what they need, what he or she needs? You have to think about that. In the hierarchy of marriage, uh, as the husband being the head of the house and so on and so forth, head of marriage, it is our responsibility to lead and it is our responsibility to do what Renee just said first. I cannot expect Renee to invest in me if I have not already invested in into her. I can ex- I cannot expect Renee to do something for me if I have not already done something for her. And I'm not talking about doing doing something for her with the intention of her uh, reciprocating or, you know, well, I did it for you, now you do it for me, and going back and forth. We serve each other. That's just part of marriage is, is serving and serving each other. So I cannot, I have to serve my wife, and I have to be the leader in that that you know, there there are things we go into um, sometimes in marriage where we don't understand what we're totally getting into. So if you are single and you have the opportunity to go to a premarital course or take a premarital class, I highly encourage you to because there are certain roles and responsibilities that we don't understand. And then once we say I do, you know, you're kind of you're kind of lost. 
You feeling like um, I don't? Yeah. So <laughs> it's I, like either I don't know or I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Or I didn't. I've heard people say I didn't sign up for this. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you did. just didn't know what you were signing up for. I and think that's I why it's important. Said that at some point in our marriage, that's why it's important for single people to know that you're signing up for a whole lot of stuff that that you don't have the details for yet. Mm-hmm. There are some things you just don't know that you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. And when they pop up, you're thinking, whoa, hold up, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, slow down. I didn't sign up for this. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You did sign up for this. You signed up for all of it. Um, The good, the bad, the ugly, Mm -hmm. the unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Um, And and just a moment of transparency before we we move on. At the end of our podcast last week, we had a brief discussion. Am I nourishing you? You know, are there things that either of us could be doing different? Because you have to check in with your spouse. Just because we've been married for 36 years don't mean we got it together. So we had to stop and take a moment. I asked Doug, I'm like, you know, is there anything that am I am I that I could be doing differently or that I could be doing more of? And um, he asked me the same question. And the answers to that question are really none of your business. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Because not everything is for public consumption. (laughs) But but I will say this. You asked me that question. Uh It took me some time to process, understand. And then I came back, I think, the next day. Yes, it was the next day. Next day and said... What I, what I said. Yes. Which yes. I wasn't going to say, none of your business. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of, think of a, another way to say it. I've been married we'll to you for a long time. just keep it within our yes. house. Yes. What we said. Yes. Um, because not everything is for public consumption. And you have to understand that in your relationship, too. Yeah. That's part of nourishing your marriage. You might have one spouse who's fine with sharing everything about what goes on. And then you might have another spouse that says, well, I'm not comfortable with mm-hmm. that then you have to respect that. That's part of nourishing your marriage. If they don't feel comfortable with people knowing intimate details about your relationship, then respect that. Even within what we have here is considered a marriage ministry or ministry to marriages, single people. We don't share everything. We do not share everything. We do not. We say we're transparent and we to keep a certain it, point. We keep it real with, you know, we have ups, downs, good, bad, ugly mm-hmm. things. Don't always go the way we like it. Um, we've shared some stories. But there are certain things that um, you don't share. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be wise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say what I said again. It would not be wise. Um, but go, going, back and, going back to nourishing your marriage, yes. it's important to realize that if you feed something, it will grow. Right. If you give it the right nutrients, we talked about this last week using the garden and Mm -hmm. plants as an example. Um, But the same is true that if you starve it, it will die. Mm -hmm. So if you're not giving your spouse what it needs and you can't explain or you can't understand why it seems like your marriage is withering or your marriage is falling apart or your marriage seems dry, it could be because there are some missing 
nourishment. There's some missing nutrients. There's some missing things that you should be doing to feed your marriage so your marriage can continue to thrive. Now, we're not saying that everything's going to be great all the time if you're doing your part. Life is life. Mm -hmm. There are going to be challenges. There are going to be tough times, even when you're nourishing your marriage and you're doing everything that um, you believe you're supposed to be doing and you're you know, you're both are yeah. reciprocating and all of that stuff. Life is life. So you're going to still have your ups. You're going to still have your downs. But the main idea is that continue to put in the work to feed your marriage so that, as Doug would say, self-inflicted problems. You don't want the problems to occur because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're not feeding it. And so it's starting to starve. It's starting to dry, dry, mm-hmm. dry up. Dry. It's like yes. looking like looking at grass when there's a drought or it hasn't been watered in a long time and it starts to turn brown instead of green and it looks dry and withered. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's missing something. And sometimes a marriage, if you could imagine a dry patch of um, brown, witherly grass, that can happen in your relationship. Last week, uh, can I talk about yeah. last week? Yeah. Okay. So last week we talked about the gardener. And I, I see you, you, you're setting me up. You didn't even know you were setting me up. Okay. You're just like, that's what we call in the business. I'm going to set you up for this. It's a segue. Yeah. Right well, into your- Right into what you got to say. Well, yes. the people are thinking, well, what do you got to say? Well, I'm like, hold on. Wait a minute. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last week, last week, we talked about the gardener. And for those of us that don't have a garden or work in the garden- if we if you just put us in a garden, we would be lost without someone mentoring us or telling us how to uh how to tend, tend, tend to, to a it. garden. Mm-hmm. Yes. And similarly, similarly, marriage is the same way. If we don't if we've never seen a marriage, a godly marriage, and never been a part of it, uh or seen it growing up. Once we get married, we get put in this space, this area, and and it and you know it's like how do we tend to this? If you don't have anybody, this is where mentorship comes in. Uh, it's so important. You have it is so important for us to have somebody, someone who we can bounce ideas off of, bounce thoughts thoughts off off of, because a lot of times things. And thoughts will sound good in your head <laughs> until you say it out loud. Right. And then and, somebody will say, Why why do you think that? What, yes. That that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or, you, mm-hmm. you need what the young folks say or call an old head. You need somebody that's been down the road that you're traveling. And I wanna I wanna give an experience. We moved into our first house, and you and I never lived in homes before. It was our first house. Mm-hmm. We never lived in the house before. We did not know how to take care of a house. Mm-hmm. We never lived in the house before. All the upkeep and certain things that go along with taking care of a house, we did not know. I have, and I, I never understood why I remembered this. When we moved in, the ground was, or the grass that we had, uh, wasn't grass. It was weeds. Again, this is our first house. Mm-hmm. It's our first house ever. 
grass was weeds. I didn't know anything about taking care of grass or mowing or anything like that because growing up where we grew up and how we grew up, we lived in apartment buildings our whole life. So we never had to worry about grass, mowing, anything like that. Never had to worry about it. So first house, you know, that's the American dream. We're going to live in our house and da-da-da. And then we move in the house and there's weeds everywhere. I'm out there in the middle of the day. It's the Texas heat. And I'm trying to pull up weeds with a spade. Mm -hmm. I'm going about, I'm trying to do the right thing, but I'm going about it the wrong way. I could not pull pull these weeds up to save my life. Again, it's the middle of the day. I'm just out there with a spade trying to dig these weeds up. I did not know what I didn't know, but it took me asking someone who had lived in the house, Bubba Young, it took me asking him, <laughs> what should I do and things of that nature. And then he, he, you know, he helped guide me and he helped educate me on how to take care of the grass and, you know, lawnmower and edger and all those things we, I never thought of. He helped me. And we'd be gone spray and actually wetting the actual. I'm glad you brought that up. Wetting the um the ground. The, the, grass. the ground. Yeah. So that the soil was more susceptible to you digging out that weed. And I'm glad you brought that up because when it comes to a garden, Renee, you have to water it. You have to get your hands dirty. You have to till the ground when it comes to a garden. This I do know because we have had plants and you know, we've had shrubs and bushes. You gotta get your hands dirty right. in order in order to help. Uh facilitate the growth of whatever it is you're trying to grow. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to marriage, this is where people say, I ain't signed up for that. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, when you say I do, you do. You have to get your hands dirty. Roll up your sleeves and get ready to get your hands dirty. Yes, Hands dirty. You put the proper clothes on. You put the proper shoes on your feet. And you go out in the garden, you go out and you do what you have to do. When you said clothes and shoes, mm -hmm. I was thinking about the proper attitude. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got to have it because you have to understand that I'm doing this now and I won't see the benefit of what I'm doing right now. Even if you're planting flowers, you know, you'll see the flowers, but ultimately, especially if you're doing uh, what they call those annuals where the flowers come back every year. When you plant those flowers, perennials, perennials, okay, perennials, they just come back every year. That's what you want. You want you want to be efficient in your marriage, where things just automatically flow. Times it just we we flowing like clockwork. But it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some effort. It's gonna take you getting dirty and going in and getting your hands dirty and. Getting in, you know, doing what a gardener does. Right. You have to do it. There, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Right. Go Just thought I'd share that. Might take some aches and pains from you bending over and, you know, kneeling in the garden mm-hmm. like my back hurts and this hurts, but it's going to all be worth it when you see the fruits of your labor. And, and that's the thing with marriage. Mm-hmm. There is a fruit for your labor, but it's not instantaneous. It does, it's not going to happen overnight. But that's what we want. We want that overnight. We want it right. overnight. I we, think, honestly, our yard, the first year was like a learning curve. 
<laughs> the second year was okay. We we got the hang of it now. You know, we had to hire somebody. hire somebody mm-hmm. to come and take care of the lawn. I think we were in that home for maybe five years. I think the year that we sold that house was probably when that grass looked so so good. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It took it took some time. Mm-hmm. For us to see the fruits of the labor. I mean, it started looking better once Doug figured out how to do it as far as the weeds. And we ended up hiring somebody. That's an investment. That we had to invest in that. We had to invest yep, in someone who was uh, expert mm-hmm. <laughs> in lawn care. And they did an excellent job. And they came out and they fed it during certain se- This is another thing. They came in specific seasons to feed it. They came in specific seasons to uh, do different stages, mm-hmm. um, to kill the weed, to grow the grass, to get rid of, like, I think they were ant mounds. Oh, the ant mounds. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I so forgot about those. They had different things that they did during different times of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, for us, you're a winter person. I'm a summer person. We have to adjust accordingly. Um we go somewhere. I'm in the car, out the car in the winter. I mean, in wherever we going. And Doug's like, I'm just going to stand out here for a minute. This weather is beautiful. I want to enjoy it. I'm like, you know what? Do you, boo? I'm going to be in here in the warmth waiting for you while you are enjoying. But he understands, um, I think, <laughs> and respects the fact I'm not trying to go for a walk when it's 20, 30 degrees. That's the best time to walk. I'm not trying to hang out in the middle of the winter. That's the best time. Out in the cold That's the air. best time. For me, it's summer. Oh, man. Um, see? Uh, well, anyway. That's some boo. <laughs> so, you know, again, you have to invest, like we talked about with the lawn care. We had to invest, and it took some time. So you have to be patient mm-hmm. with uh, seeing a return on your investment. You can't be impatient. You got, that means you have to be patient with your spouse. Just because you gave them quality time for the last six months and they also like gifts and you bought you know, them gifts, it doesn't mean that instantaneously they're going to start doing the things that you, um, that you like. Yes. That's going to take time. And communication. Yes. I want to come back to the the company we used to get the grass um, back when we had our house, that house. Mm-hmm. We um, we had to invest. Yes. And they got us, they helped us, but we got to a point where we did not need them anymore. And then right. I was able to, okay, now I can go to Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know what to buy. I know what to do. So, and, and again, sorry, this this means... Mentorship, what we're talking about in a nice way is mentorship, somebody to help you get going. It's just like when you when you start, when you teach your kids how to ride a bike, they have, you know, the little training wheels on them and you may have to give them a little push to get them started. Mm-hmm. But then once they get going and once they get uh, comfortable with it, then you're like, OK, OK. And then over time, you take the training wheels off. 
And if you're like our oldest son who kept doing stunts on his bike, this little kid doing stunts and tricks on his bike, I was like, I'm taking them off. And I ain't putting them back on. No, they kept popping off. Yeah, they kept and popping. he was like, I'm not going to keep Because he kept on. doing stunts. He mm-hmm. kept trying to come off the curb. He was doing BMX tricks before it was. Anyway, anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but my, our point is mentorship help, mentorship will help you get going, will give you a boost, will give you confidence. Say, okay, you can do it, you can do it. And then once you get rolling, you're good to go. Yes. All right, we'll chat with y'all next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.